This Advent Christmas season, we have been looking at the overall theme, A Weary World Rejoices. And we talked about Christ being our prophet, our priest, and our king. This morning, the first Sunday of the new year, we're going to go to the book of Revelation. And we're going to look at a couple of the other titles of Jesus as we wrap up this little mini-series, A Weary World Rejoices. And that is where he says, I am the Alpha and Omega. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and is, is to come, the Almighty. Revelation 1.11, the King James. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. This is John speaking. When I saw him, Christ, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. And then in Revelation chapter 21, verse 6, he said to me, It is done. You, you look back in the earlier parts of chapter 21, and he talks about wiping away all tears from their eyes and making all things new, and then he says, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. That's the second death. Somebody said there are six words in that passage of scripture from Revelation 21 that should build your faith. It is, Jesus said, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, and I will give you what you need. It is, I am, I will. As we begin this new year, those are six words to encourage us. It is, I am, I will. And then in Revelation twenty-two thirteen, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Now, you may know that Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. If John were writing to us today in the book of Revelation, he would have said, I am the A and the Z. Uh, to the Jews, it was Aleph and Dao, the first and last letters of their alphabet. So when he says, I am Alpha and Omega, he is using the first and last letters of the Hebrew alphabet. But it is a concept that's more than just I am the A and the Z. It means I am complete within myself. In other words, I'm the whole package. I am complete within myself. I have complete authority. Beginning, middle, and end, I am Alpha and Omega. I have complete authority. In the beginning, he got his power from no one. In the middle, 
he is sharing his power with no one. And in the end, he never hands over his power to anyone. He is the first and the last. And when the Jews used their Aleph and Tau, what they meant was this is the, the whole compass of things. In other words, we're looking at the whole big picture here. He is Alpha and Omega, first and the last. In other words, it is the totality of the matter. And when Jesus is using this phrase, he's not just saying, I'm the first thing and I'm the last thing. He is saying, as the Alpha, I am the beginning of everything. I am the source of everything. I am the author of everything. And as the Omega, I'm the end of everything. I am the goal of everything. I will complete everything. It's the concept that Paul has in Romans chapter 11, verse 36, when he says, from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Now, this is important to us as we begin a new year. It is, I think, perhaps especially important to us as we begin this new year. And that is this. As the Alpha and Omega, we need to remember that no matter how loud God's enemies boast, no matter how violently they rage, God is still the Alpha and the Omega of all things. He is the author and the creator of all things, and he is the end of all things, and he will bring all things to a glorious conclusion according to his plan. It, it really flows out of what we talked about last week when we talked about Christ being the king, that he is the ultimate ruler, and he shall reign forever and ever. I, I thought about singing a little bit of the Hallelujah Chorus to you, but I didn't want to put you through that. But, but it's in my mind, he shall reign forever and ever. That's what it means that he is the Alpha and the Omega, from everlasting to everlasting. He was there at the beginning. He was there before the beginning. He's going to be there after the end. And he's going to bring all things to a complete and glorious conclusion according to his plan. I mentioned to you that if John were writing to us English-speaking people today, he would have said, I am the A to Z, Alpha and Omega. Somebody put it this way. Jesus is saying, I am A, I am B, I am C, I am D, I am all the way to Z. And, and I want to encourage you, I want to give you a little uh, voluntary homework for your devotions over the next few days. Develop your own alphabet of Jesus. Develop your own A to Z of Jesus. And think about who he is for each of the letters of the alphabet. I, I think it will, well, first of all, it will challenge you but I also think that it will deepen your worship because he is the awesome, almighty, all-powerful God. He is the bread of life 
the bright and morning star. He is the creator. He is our comforter. He is the captain of our salvation. He is our deliverer. He is the door to heaven. He is everywhere. He is eternal. He is El Shaddai. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is a faithful friend. He's our forgiver. We sang earlier, he's my fortress. He is great and he is gracious and he is glorious. He is holy. He is our helper. We talked a couple of weeks ago. He is our high priest. He is the head over everything. He is the I am, the infinite, immortal, interceding God for us. He is Jehovah. He is our joy. He is Jesus. He is the King of Kings. He is love and life and light. He is Lord. He is the Lamb of God, the Lily of the Valley, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is merciful. He is our Messiah. He is our mediator. He is a never failing God. He has the name above all names. He is omnipotent. He is the overcomer. He is the omega. He's the prince of peace. He's our provider. He is the prophet. He is the Passover lamb who is quick to hear our prayers, who is the one who quiets our spirit. He is our redeemer. He restores our soul. He is, as we sang, my rock and my refuge. He is sovereign. He is the savior. He is a strong tower. He is my shepherd. He is trustworthy. He is the teacher. He is the tree of life. He is unchanging and unequaled. He is the ultimate God. He is victorious. He is the vine. He is the way, the wonderful counselor, the water of life. He is excellent. I know that doesn't begin with X, but you come up with a word that begins with X. He is Yahweh. He is the zealous God. He is the A to Z of everything in our lives. And I just encourage you to, to do some thinking and praying and studying and come up with your own alphabet of Jesus, of who he is. But there are a couple of other things about this term, I am Alpha and Omega, the A to Z, the first and last letters of the alphabet. <laughs> I've never thought about the alphabet more than when I was putting this lesson together. <laughs> The alphabet is an ingenious way to store and communicate all knowledge. When you stop and think about it, all the knowledge we have is summed up in the letters of the alphabet. How many letters are there? 26, right? I think that's still right. All right. Next question. How many words can you make? out of those 26 letters. I don't know. I didn't even try to Google it because I, I doubt anybody knows. And they come up with new ones all the time. But you just stop and think, with just 26 letters arranged in a basically infinite number of combination holds and conveys all the knowledge we have. Every word we speak, every bit of truth we know, 
every bit of knowledge we accumulate is made up of a combination of the letters of our alphabet. So when Jesus says, I am A to Z, I am every letter of the alphabet, he is saying, I contain all knowledge. There's no information outside of me. There's no wisdom outside of me. There's no truth outside of me. There's no knowledge outside of me. And the world can rant and rave. You may remember when Russia sent the cosmonauts up into space and they came back and one of them said, I didn't see God up there anywhere. And somebody said, well, he didn't go high enough. But, but you know, it doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks. All knowledge, all wisdom, all truth is summed up in Jesus. He is the A to Z. He has all knowledge. That means we can trust him because he is the truth. He not only contains the truth, he is the truth. And so when he says, I can give you a fresh start, you can believe him. When he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest, it's true. When he says, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself, it's true. He contains all knowledge. But the second thing about the alphabet is when you arrange the letters of the alphabet appropriately, it's how you make sense of things. S-E-N-S-E. -S -E. How you make sense of things. I thought about Scrabble. Y'all ever play Scrabble? Uh, I don't know, and I've not played this, but and I don't even know if it's still out there, but a couple of years ago, everybody was playing Words with Friends. I think that was kind of an online Scrabble thing. I'm not sure. But, but Scrabble is, you know, you, they have tiles, and I didn't check how many of them there are, that have the different letters of the alphabets on them, and you put them face down, and then you draw a certain number of tiles, and then you try to make words based on those tiles that you have. Now, if you've played Scrabble very often, you, at some point or another, drew your tiles, and the tiles you drew were Q, Z, X, you know, and you looked at those and you thought, I can't make any sense out of any of this, and there's nothing on the board that I can add any of these letters to to make sense out of it. That's kind of the way life is right now, isn't it? All I got are Qs and Xs and Zs, and I can't make any sense out of it, but... If I have a limitless supply of every letter, I can make sense out of things. I can put words down that make sense. If I wanted to, I could make sentences that made sense. If I had everything from A to Z and put them in the correct order, I could make sense of it. The challenge that we have as human beings on this planet is twofold. Number one, we don't have all the tiles yet. We don't have all the letters. And secondly, we sure don't have them in order yet. But here's the good news as we start a new year. Christ, as the Alpha and Omega, makes sense of it. He has all the letters. He has the sentences already written. 
See, the problem is we haven't read it all yet. You know, we're not at the last chapter yet. We're not at the last sentence yet. Uh, I've told you before, I read a, a mystery book, and I wish I could remember what it was because I would try to find it again just to read it and have the experience again. But I read this book, and the entire book changed in the last sentence. That author did such an incredible job of leading you one way, and the last sentence changed how you looked at everything. Well, here's the good news. Jesus has written the last sentence. He is the A to the Z. He makes sense out of it. And if you're having trouble making sense out of your life, I encourage you to commit your life to Christ because the only chance we have to make sense out of our lives is to make sure that we're in connection with Jesus because he can take the jumbled mess of all of the scrabble letters of our life and he can put them in order and they make sense. A weary world rejoices because he is the A to Z. He makes sense out of things in our lives. So as we go into this new year, let's look a little bit more at him as our alpha. First, he is the absolute alpha. Now, a lot of times in, in sports and things like that, they'll talk about who's the alpha, who's the greatest, who's A number one. Well, it's Christ. <laughs> he is the absolute alpha. He always was. He always will be. This is strange, but maybe it'll stick with you and help you to remember this. John chapter 1 begins, In the beginning was the Word, speaking of Christ. Now, here's a little bit of lesson on uh, Greek grammar for you, the Greek language. The New Testament was written almost exclusively in Greek to people who knew Greek. In English, the tenses of verbs, past, present, future, tell us when the action has happened or is going to happen. In the Greek language, the tenses of the verbs describe the kind of action that's happening. In other words, that's one tense in the, in the Greek language. Oh, that's another tense of the Greek language. That's another tense of the Greek language. The kind of action whether it's a one-time thing, whether it's a one-time thing that has lasting effect, or whether it's a repeated thing, those are the tenses of the Greek language. And the, the verb was, in the beginning was the word, is in the present tense. That means it was already happening. And, and one of our profs said, you could really kind of put it this way. In the beginning, the word was-ing, W-A-S-I-N-G. It's not like in the beginning, all of a sudden, oh, here's Christ. No, he was already there. Before the beginning, he was already there. After the end, he's already going to be there. He didn't come into existence. He always was in existence. And by the way, omega means he's going to still be was-ing at the end of it all, too. 
It's not like when it wraps up, Christ is over. He is present tense at the beginning, present tense at the end, from everlasting to everlasting. He is God, or as Daniel called him, the Ancient of Days. He is the absolute Alpha. No one higher, no one bigger, no one greater. He is the absolute Alpha. You don't have to worry about waking up one morning and God not being there. He always was, wasing. He always will be, wasing. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He is the Alpha of creation. John 1, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Colossians chapter 1, in him all things were created. All things have been created through him and for him. And he says he's the head of the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have the supremacy, that he might be the alpha. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. We've talked about that over the last three weeks, that Christ is the exact representation of who God is. And through Christ, to reconcile to himself all things, that's Christ our high priest, paying the price for our sins by making peace through his blood shed on the cross, which leads to Christ is the alpha of our salvation. Revelation chapter 1. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Hebrews 12, keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the alpha of our salvation. Reflect back on the process of how you became a Christian, how you were born again probably something happened that caused something within you to begin to say, it's time for me to get serious about God. That's God drawing you. That's God, the alpha of your salvation, the beginning of your salvation. He drew you until you made that commitment of confessing your sins to him and accepting him as your savior. He's also the omega of your salvation because there's nothing besides him. You are saved by faith in Christ, plus nothing. You are not saved by doing good works. You do good works because you are saved. He is the alpha and the omega of your salvation. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. He is the alpha of our salvation. He is the alpha of our resurrection. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18, that Christ is the firstborn from among the dead. Jesus was not the first person to be raised from the dead. You know, you remember he raised Lazarus from the dead. He raised the widow's son from the dead. Uh, in our study of Elijah and Elisha, we saw some people raised from the dead. The difference is Jesus' resurrection defeated death and gave the death knell to death. So that in that great resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul could say, 
Death, where is your victory? Grave, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And earlier in that same chapter, Paul said, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Christ the firstfruits, the Alpha. And then when he comes back for us, all who belong to him. Because he lives, we can live also. He is the Alpha of our resurrection. The, you, you hear me talk sometimes about the resurrection of Christ is not only the proof that he is who he said he was, it's also the assurance of our resurrection and eternal life because he's the alpha of our resurrection. I don't know if you've made any New Year's resolutions or not. Several years ago, I made a New Year's resolution not to make New Year's resolution. If you did make New Year's resolution, this is, I think, January the 3rd. I hope you've still kept them for three whole days. But, but here's some spiritual New Year's resolutions for you. Christ will be the alpha of my faith and trust. I'm not going to put my faith in people. I'm not going to put my faith in institutions or organizations. Uh, you know, we, we talked last week about how one of the most negatively impactful things of 2020 has been a loss of trust. You know, you, you, you can't trust, seems like anything. And, and we're seeing now the vaccine has come out and a lot of people aren't trusting that. You know, we don't, we don't trust anything anymore. And that's damaging. So here's the thing. Put your faith, put your trust in Christ, the one who never fails, the one who is all knowledge, all truth, all wisdom. Keep your trust in him. Make him the alpha, the A number one of your faith and trust. Make him the alpha of your love. Revelation chapter 2 uh, Jesus said to the church at Ephesus, you've lost your first love. Now, the word first in that verse is not the word alpha. It's another word for first in the Greek language. It's protos. That means first in priority and importance. So that's a good news resolution, isn't it? When it comes to the most important thing in my life, let it be my relationship with Christ. Let it be my love for him. Don't let anything else dim or lessen your love for him as first in order of importance and priority. Let Christ be the alpha of my preaching and my teaching. And immediately you're saying, wait a minute, that's your application, not my application. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a preacher. Yes, you are. And I'm going to prove it biblically. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? I mean, if you don't believe in Christ, you're not going to call on him. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And again, you say, see, Pastor Ken, that's about you. It's not about me. Except... That word preacher, how should they hear without a preacher, is the most common 
Greek word for communication. It could literally be translated this way. How shall they hear unless someone tells them? And that's you. <laughs> it's me, but it's you too. How shall they hear unless somebody tells them? How are they going to know if nobody says? Let's make sure that this year we make Christ the alpha of our communication. That as we have opportunity and as it is appropriate and under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that we will make Christ the alpha of our communication. The first most important thing that we talk about. There's an old song, I don't know if you sang it in the churches you grew up with. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of kings is he, the Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. That'd be a good New Year's resolution, wouldn't it? Let's talk about Jesus more and more. To sum it up, Christ will be the alpha of my life. Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ. What is your life? Let it be Christ. Whatever else is said about you, may it be said they love Jesus and they live for him. But a couple of closing thoughts. You can't study Alpha and Omega without remembering the verse I read to you at the beginning from Revelation chapter 21, verse 6, and a reminder that Christ is going to be there at the end for judgment. He will give rewards to the righteous. He will punish the wicked. And he talks about those who are cowardly and unbelieving and vile and murderers and sexually immoral, who practice magic arts, idolaters, liars, will be cast to the lake of fire. At the end, judgment is coming. Our generation is living as though they will never have to face the consequences of their actions. There's coming a day when they will have to face them. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Christ. He is the Omega. Christ will be at the end, settling everything up, sorting everything out, making everything right. But I like this quote from Eugene Peterson. People who live by faith have an acute sense of living in the middle. We believe that God is at the beginning of all things, and we believe that God is at the conclusion of all life. We assume that the beginning was good. It's agreed among us that the conclusion will be good. We begin the first chapter knowing there's a last chapter, but right now we're living in the middle. It's kind of like I said a few minutes ago, we haven't got to the end of the book yet. The last paragraphs of our lives have not yet been written for us to read. And for those of us in the middle, for those of us who are in the tension of life, to those of us whose scrabble tiles are all messed up, please know it doesn't matter how bad the world gets. Jesus is going to be there. 
It doesn't matter how dark your valley is, Jesus is going to be there. It doesn't matter how deep your discouragement can get, he is going to be there. He is the Alpha, he is the Omega, and he is the one who's going to wrap it all up, and it will be good. Trust your today to him. Trust your tomorrow to him. Trust A to Z to him. A weary world rejoices because Christ is the Alpha and the Omega. Thank you for that truth, Father. Thank you that you are everything we need. In our search for truth, it needs to be focused on you. In our search for wisdom in the coming year, we need to be focused on you. Trying to make sense out of things, we need to be focused on you. Trying to make an impact on other people's lives, we need to stay focused on you. So Lord, may we heed the advice of the writer of the book of Hebrews and keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the first and last, the A to Z, and everything in between. We trust our lives to you in full confidence and trust that you will have the last word and it will be good. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and give you his peace now and evermore. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for coming out today. Thanks for tuning in. You're dismissed.